Hello and welcome to the Inner Work Podcast with me, Georgina Knoll. This is where I share the inner workings of my mind and my world and occasionally interview some kick-ass people from my life and from the industry in which I work so that you can help yourself up-level to what it takes to become a six-figure earner in the coaching industry. I don't just help coaches, I help artists and creators, visionaries from all walks of life. But if you know that you have been needing to feel seen and heard and understood, and sometimes you feel like a hot fucking mess, and you just feel like, hmm, wouldn't it be nice if there was someone out there who was sharing their internal processing so I didn't feel like I was so fucking crazy? Well, you're in the right place. Welcome to Inner Work. I hope you enjoy the show. Well, hello. I was going to say good morning, but it might not be morning for you. It is morning for me, though. Hello, hello. Um, today, I'm going to be talking to you about one of my favorite self-development tools. And it is something that I drill into my clients because it is such an important way of us being able to navigate our triggers. And by triggers, I'm talking about the good, the bad, the ugly Whenever I hit a plateau in my growth, for example, one of the examples I use a lot with this particular um, style of self-development is when I first started using mindset and energy work to deal with emotional eating and body image issues, exercise resistance, that kind of thing. I would look at why wouldn't I want to have the body that I think I want to have? And then I would look at all of the shadowy, dark judgments that I had on people who I perceived to have that body type, right? So it's really that simple. It's not a complicated technique. It's really, really simple. You can start using this today, which is why I want to talk about it. Because I think so many people, myself included, for a long, long time, walked around, you know, I was blaming the world, blaming this person, blaming that person in total victim mode. And then when I learned about this particular way of looking at things, I realized that I'd been the one holding me back. And we can either, you know, we can do many things with that information. We can either see ourselves as even bigger victims now and, oh my God, who's going to save me? There's no one who can save me because it's all me. Oh no, it's my fault. Or we can give ourselves a kick up the ass and understand that if we are actually the creators of our reality and if we are creating what we are magnetizing to us, including our own, inter- like if we have an internal response and a frequency like a seed inside of us that loves to be triggered when, oh, I don't know, let's say we'll keep, keep it on the weight loss stuff because I've kind of, I'm in a good place with that so I won't be triggering myself. <laughs> triggering myself talking about it. That's the last thing I want on a Thursday morning. Thank you very much. (laughs) I recorded this on Thursday. So if someone would have said to me, you look like a fat fuck, that would have really hurt me because on some level inside of myself, I believed that. And the way that I see this is I call it that seed, right? It's almost like a, when I think about it, when I visualize it or when I feel it in people's energy, it's almost like this tiny little apple seed or even like the seed on the outside of a strawberry. It can be tiny, but it's planted inside of them and it's in their energetic system. 
And as soon as someone says something about that seed, it flares up and it causes this internal response inside of you. And because it creates a chemical reaction, it creates a trauma response and an emotion in the body, you you can't help but react because it's deep buried trauma shit. Yeah. So for me, that stuff around, around weight loss wasn't, it wasn't current. It was old, old, old stuff from when I was a kid and when I was bullied at school and I wasn't even overweight really, you know, <laughs> like I was just a kid. And for some reason I got called fat at some point and then I just decided that that was true. And then also in my family, there was a lot of, even though none of my family, they're all basically, I guess you'd look at them and be like, they're kind of just like average size, if there is such a thing. Um, But they, you know, there's always been this kind of narrative in my family about weight loss, about dieting, about beauty standards for women, that kind of thing. There's just been this like insidious messaging in the background, not on purpose, not nastily but it's just always been there and you know my sisters grew up in that kind of real like um that they're older than me so by about was it 13 and 15 or 13 and 17 years I think and I should probably know that shouldn't I terrible sister slap on the hand um but they grew up at the time so they were going through their like teenage years where all that stuff really kind of bombards women in particular and I was growing up in that. So I got to witness as a little kid, these people that I loved kind of tormenting themselves because they didn't have the thighs that were like other people in the magazines or, you know, they didn't have the hair like them or they didn't have the waist like them or they were celebrated because they had big boobs, but not because they had big bums and this kind of thing. So I picked up a lot of insidious patterning around and stories and beliefs around what the ideal body was. The fact that, oh, bodies, the shape of your body is connected to your value in the world, that kind of thing. So I picked that up from a very early age. Now, regardless of where you are currently feeling stuck in your life, if it's money, if it's relationships, if it's your body, it could be anything in your life that you're experiencing resistance in right now. When I look back at that programming and I relate it to this mirror work, one of the first things that I looked at when I learned about this mirror work stuff was my perceptions of people who are leaner than I was at the time. People who looked like people in the magazines. And when I was growing up, like Kate Moss, you know, <laughs> some of the people listening to this podcast are probably so young, they don't even know who the fuck that is. Oh, man. <laughs> Hello, Grandma Noel. Um, but you know, it was like these really, really very slim, um, very kind of androgynous women on the catwalk. And they were in the magazines. And that was the beauty standard when I was growing up. So as you can imagine, someone like me, who's quite curvy, um, I've got hips, I've got boobs, I've got soft squidgy bits, I've got big curly hair, you know, I was like everything, if you looked at those magazines, I was basically everything I shouldn't be in order to be beautiful, so I grew up with a lot of shit around this that I've done a lot of deprogramming on, and now the reason that I've reached the point that I'm at currently, and I'm not saying there isn't still work to do because, you know, life is life, but 
I feel so much more solid in myself now because I've used this kind of work, working with triggers, working with my perceptions of other people, working with, this is a real fucked up one, but I'm sure you'll relate, my perceptions of other people's perceptions of me. Probably not even true. I've decided at times that people thought I was ugly or people thought I was too fat or people thought I was stupid or people thought that I was too cold and not friendly enough. So many things I've decided for other people before I've even spoken to them sometimes, oh, they're going to think that I'm this, right? All of these things are triggers. Triggers can also be just meeting someone and just feeling something activate inside of you. I'm not talking about that beautiful sense of like, do is this person someone that I resonate with on a spiritual or soul level? You know, that's very different. Like sometimes I'll just get a read off of someone and I'm like, there's just something about you that kind of gives my nervous system a little bit of a tingle in a bad way. And I, I'm not going to hold that against you, but it's like that animal instinct, right? In five elements, that would be like the metal, the post spirit, that animal wit. We just kind of get a sense about people. And it doesn't mean I'm not open to getting to know them or having that change, but that it's like a visceral reaction versus an emotional reaction. And I can hear the question <laughs> in, in the ether of, well, how do you know the difference? You know the difference by doing enough work on your emotional triggers that you begin to understand what the emotional trigger feels and sounds like versus what your animal instinct and intuition feels and sounds like. This has taken time for me. It might be something that you can just like click your fingers and then it's there. Maybe you're one of the people who's like really just deeply intuitive already and you just, you just know and you trust that knowing. But for me, the knowing was always there, but I would kind of bypass myself, which I'm going to talk about in a moment. So triggers can show up in all kinds of ways. And if I meet someone and they say something to me or they do something or they look a certain way and it triggers me, I'm going to take that shit to the mirror. Because I don't know about you, but when you're a sensitive little soul like me, <laughs> things can have a really big impact on you and you can not know until it's built up and built up and built up and suddenly you're just feeling a lot of feelings and having a lot of thoughts and a lot of paranoia and kind of sitting there shaking in the corner like, how did this happen? I was fine a minute ago. Um, so when you start to notice those things, it's really important to have the self-awareness to be able to understand that if you start blaming other people for how you feel, you've basically just given away all the power that you had in your hands to be able to solve, heal and move through the situation on your own. Again, I'm not promoting that we don't get support from people, we don't talk to people about what's going on for us, but I'm talking about shifting the word blame, I'm using little bunny ears here, quote unquote blame, and starting to turn that into responsibility. Yes, maybe that person is an asshole because, you know, sometimes people just are. <laughs> and so it's not about trying to uh, manipulate our own internal working so that we can put up with an asshole for longer and like enable them. It's about going, that person's an asshole and that makes me feel like this. So I'm going to take that feeling and I'm going to reflect inward. 
I'm going to do the inner work so that A, that person doesn't bother me anymore, and B, so that I can learn something about myself. Because we've attracted everything to us in this moment for a reason. And when we really start to embody that as a belief system, you will start to notice that you feel way more empowered about everything in your life. And also, people just don't have that control over you anymore. It's no fun feeling like you are being thrown around in the ocean of your own emotions, the ocean of emotion, and that you don't have any fucking control over it. If you're just walking around and you feel like you're kind of like constantly being tugged at by the barbed wire of your internal fucking programming, life is painful and it's hard and we don't want to fucking be here. But let me tell you, when you start to own this shit and transmute it, and receive the gifts from those triggers, life gets to be so beautiful and so much easier and more flowful and you will start to attract really juicy and delicious things into your life rather than just a fuck ton more pain. And who doesn't want to end that cycle, right? So bear with me. Okay, so what I wrote here in my notes is, I've never met a trigger that (laughs) that didn't benefit from a glance in the mirror. So whether it's good, bad or ugly, take it to the mirror and see what you can learn. I will tend to use this, I put here when when to use it, and I basically put all the time, <laughs> but when I use it is either in that moment when I'm being triggered by something, so if someone, if I meet somebody and they trigger something in me and I feel, say I feel angry or I feel afraid, it might be tricky for me to immediately have the response of, oh, I'm going to look in the mirror. I might need to experience that response for, for you know, a hot minute. But then when I kind of get home afterwards or when I am get, you know, get to just take myself away and have a little moment to breathe, I will look inside. So, for example, um, there is someone in my life at the moment who is not a friend. I didn't know him really, but he's just in an environment um, which I'm a part of. And I find him very triggering because I feel like when I'm in his presence... I feel like he doesn't like women very much, (laughs) is what I feel. Now, this is all my perception. Bear in mind, this human could have anything going on. He could be the loveliest person in the fucking world and just be really shy and not very comfortable around women. Or just me, maybe I trigger something in him that he hasn't looked at, okay? So I just want to lay that out there. We're always looking at what what is mine to deal with and what is not mine. So yes, I could totally spiritually bypass myself and take so much self-responsibility that I end up just enabling this person's behavior and allowing myself to continue feeling like triggered because I just go, oh, you know, it's just the way that they are and I'm sure that they're damaged and I'm sure that this has happened to them and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I could do that. Or I could acknowledge that he's probably got his own shit going on and I could come back to my internal workings, (sighs) drop into my body and feel, hmm, what is this trigger? And what it actually turned out to be was that my perception of him is that he doesn't like women very much, which made me feel a little bit vulnerable, but it also made me feel dismissed. And it made me feel like I wasn't important. And it then triggered a feeling that I needed to prove myself to him. Right? So I'm just laying that out for you in the bare bones of it so that you can see when you trace these things back, 
it's never real for a start because I don't have to prove myself to him. I don't have to prove myself to anybody. I just need to know that I'm doing the best that I can do in any given moment with the resources that I have available at the time and just, you know, be with what is alive for me. I don't have to prove anything to anyone, especially not someone that I don't really feel that I'm particularly bothered about being, you know, friends with or whatever. Like, why am I going out of my way (laughs) to, like, prove myself to someone I don't really like anyway (laughs) that I don't have any energetic connection with, yeah? So a question I'll often ask myself as well when I get into this, like, tying myself in knots around who do I need to be in order to have that person like me so that I don't have to feel vulnerable and afraid and unsafe and like I might get kicked out of the tribe you know what what questions would I ask myself well one of them would be do I act do I like them you know my clients will say to me sometimes like oh I just don't think this person likes me very much and you know they're making my life difficult at work because I feel like I have to walk on eggshells and I'm like hang on a minute do you actually like them And the amount of times that people haven't even taken into consideration whether they like that person or not, because they're so busy fucking people pleasing and trying to remain safe in the tribe because of some unconscious root chakra, sacral chakra shit they've never dealt with. And as soon as they realize, actually, I I think they're a bit of an asshole. I really don't give a fuck if they like me or not. Then it's like, okay, game on. Now can we take the power back and deal with what's really the issue here, which is when you were at school, you were bullied and didn't feel you fit in. And now we get to clear that shit, right? (laughs) Anyway, so that's when uh, a time when you would use it, like in the moment, but also a great way of using the mirror is to... When I hit a plateau in an area of my life, like I was talking about the weight loss stuff, I will often use the mirror to look at anyone who has what I have. So say, for example, in business, I might look at a mentor that I've worked with or am working with, and I might look at them and go, oh, look, they're making X amount of money per month. That'll never happen for me because dot, dot, dot. And then I will look at all of my projections onto that person. They're more attractive than me. They're older than me. They're already more wealthy than me. Um, They've been doing this longer than me. Maybe they're younger than me. Maybe they're more vibrant. Maybe they have knowledge in a certain area. I don't. Uh, I don't know. Maybe they've got more followers on Instagram. Whatever the fuck story I've got going on at the time. And I will just look at all of the bullshit. All of the bullshit about why I think me and that person are different, why I think that we are separate and I can't have the things that I want because I'm not X, Y, and Z. And again, I'll take a nice deep breath. And I will remember two things. One, that person who is triggering me is showing me what is available They are a living, breathing example of everything that is possible in this lifetime and they have been brought to me to remind me of how much is available. So why not drink that in and use that as a positive thing? And the second thing that I will do is I will use the mirror in this like next level advanced way. Oh yeah, we're going there. This is basically high-level coaching for free, guys. So I hope you've got your journals out because this shit is like gold, okay? So I will then look at it and I'll be like, okay, that's all the positive stuff. Great, Mm, drink that in with this drawer. And then I will look at, oh, how was I feeling just before? 
I was feeling less than, unworthy, it'll never happen for me, I'm not good enough, self-worth issues, shame, blah, 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 low vibrational bullshit keeping me stuck, blech. So, what am I going to do about it? I'm going to take it to the fucking mirror and I'm going to go, oh, hello, if I have as much money as that person, as much success, as many followers, all of the things and all the trappings of wealth that I perceive that person to have, I am also going to be holding a frequency that if I have all of those things, other people looking at me are going to feel bad because I felt bad before. Do you get me? Do you understand? This is, this is next level shit here. If you're afraid of becoming that person over there with all of those things that you think they have, because it might make you unrelatable, it might make people not like you because they're triggered by what you have, that is their shit, not yours, and it is no longer a good enough reason for you to hold yourself back from being, doing, or having exactly what you want to in life. It is just not a good enough excuse to keep you stuck anymore in your own bullshit. So now that you know that, you can never unknow that and you're welcome. Okay, so a couple more things I just want to cover and then I will release you into your day. This has been a long episode, I feel, but everything that came through was fucking gold. So you are welcome. (laughs) I just want to talk you through a couple of dangers of mirror work because it can get a bit addictive once you realize, holy fuck you know, I've got this, if you've got emotional clearing or EFT or any like theta healing, once you start to see these, um, these little nuggets, these beliefs, these patterns, you can, if you don't have any energy healing modalities, either go and work with someone who does and clear the fuck out of this shit and set yourself free, god damn it, come and join my Facebook group where I do like energy clearings and EFT and free meditations and all of the things. Like if you're not in there already, get your ass in there. Mindset and life transformations. Just go and search it on Facebook. You will not regret it. It is completely free and it is packed with absolute nuggets of wisdom. (laughs) Even if I do say so myself, hashtag humble as fuck. But it's true, like it's all free and there's years worth of content in there that you can just binge watch and like just bathe in the juice of linole. Um, but I would definitely be looking at these dangers of mirror work because when you're people like us and you are very sensitive and you want everyone to be happy and have a glorious life, we can put ourselves on the back burner a little bit when it comes to our own self-development. So I would just want to make sure you are mindful not to spiritually bypass yourself. So like I said, with the people pleasing thing, do you actually like that person? Because if not, then, you know, just let them go and do the inner work and just release them. We're never using this internal work to kind of manipulate our ourselves into something that we think someone else needs us to be because <laughs> disgusting. Why would we do that? Yuck. So what we are doing is we are diffusing triggers so that we can elevate and expand our vibration so that we can have what we want and manifest what we want and just be a vibrational match for more delicious, juicy things in our life. My beautiful friend Yana would say, (laughs) take the trigger to the mirror and the boundary to the person. And I live by that now because if something is so triggering for me, no matter how much work I do on the triggers, if I don't like that person, I still get to have boundaries around them. 
I'm never diffusing triggers so that I can allow someone else to have more access to me. I'm diffusing triggers to maintain my energetic vibration and to raise my consciousness and my vibration so that I can be a vibrational match for more good stuff. I am not doing it so that I can allow people to have more access to me. That is not what it is about. It is about being able to lift yourself up so that you can have and withhold those boundaries. Yeah, it's about you. It is not about them. Is there anything else I feel to say about any of this? Oh, what to do next. So yeah, you can either come and join my Facebook group and find all of the things. Um, You can obviously buy my book because I've got some amazing little tidbits in there. It's called From Hot Mess to Success. You can get it on Amazon, go to my website. There's a link for it, all the good things. Um, Go buy the book. It is really short. It is very easy to consume in one sitting. And there's some amazing journal prompts and mindset techniques in there that will really help you with this stuff specifically. I talk a lot about triggers, mirror work, shadow work, all that kind of thing in there and how to like really break it down. And it's super, super easy, super easy read. It's very punchy. Um, It will give you a little kick up the butt and make you feel like you want to take on the world. So if you haven't already got it, jump on over to my website um, or hop on over to Amazon and look for From Hot Mess to Success by Georgina Knoll. That's me. And you will find it there. Go grab yourself a copy. It's like not expensive, babes. Um, And aside from that, journal. Journal on where that belief came from, how it served you, and then decide to let it go. Write the beliefs on a piece of paper and then set fire to the piece of paper. Make sure you do that in a safe environment. I will not be held responsible for any house fires. (laughs) Go outside and burn it, okay? Be safe. Um, Or if you've got an energy modality, use your tools on yourself, people. If you're not using your clearing modalities, your Reiki, your uh, fucking theta healing, your emotional clearing, your EFT, if you're not using your tools on yourself, then you shouldn't be using them on anyone else. (laughs) Use them on yourself, master them on yourself using this mirror work. It will change your life. I love you. Thank you for joining me for this massive rant. Um, I really hope you've enjoyed it. There was so much gold in there. Feel free to go back and listen and take notes and journal and do all the things. Don't forget to come and join us over in the Facebook group and let me know what is the main thing you are taking away from this juicy nugget that I have delivered for you today. I cannot wait to hear what you got from it and how you're going to start implementing it in your life today. Thanks for listening. Love you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. It really does mean the world that there are people out there who are interested enough into the internal workings of my crazy mind to actually sit down and listen to me whiffling on about all things mindset. I'm so, so grateful that you took the time out of your day to spend a few minutes with me. So if you'd like to know more, then please do pop over to Facebook and check out Mindset and Life Transformations, which is my free Facebook community for all things mindset and energy work. I'm also on Instagram at Georgina Noel EFT, so you can find me there and find out even more about my weird and wonderful world where I do all of the crazy magic things. And also I train martial arts, so you get to see a lot of me hitting things too. I really do share all that I am on that amazing platform. So come on over, follow me, send me a message, say hi, let me know you listen to the podcast. Have an amazing rest of your day. And also, yay, celebrating myself for finally doing an intro and outro for this motherfucker. Have a wicked day. Bye.